On the Record with Gavin Riley. Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC, a dedicated private business team built around you. It all adds up to the new equation on News Talk. We're joined in the studio by the Sinn Féin TD for Dublin Midwest and spokesperson on housing, um, Owen O'Brien. Owen, uh, good afternoon. Uh, we were going to talk about the ascent, the state of the um, the rental sector in the country, and we will do that. But just because one item that we were discussing before 12 is something that, that also is something of interest to you, um, you are the, the shadow of Dara O'Brien, who was responsible for the Electoral Commission. And the suggestion that he has made to the Commission that it investigate whether to abolish by-elections is something that you want to get off your chest as well. Yeah, so I was kind of surprised by this. Um, we obviously dealt with the legislation in the Oireachtas Housing Committee. Obviously, the re- setting up the Electoral Commission is hugely important mm. and something uh, we all support. And uh, th- th- there was quite, quite a lot of cross-party consensus and cross-government opposition consensus as the legislation passed. There were a very long list of issues that we in the committee wanted the minister uh, or the commission, should yeah. I say, to, to look at. So the, the, the commission road. has been set up with a, a list of topics that it's to investigate, yeah. like, for example, uh, voting, voting at 16. Age. And yeah. for example, one of the big issues that, that uh, a lot of us raised was uh, low voter participation among particular sections of society, younger people, migrants, uh, uh, people of lower incomes, etc. Uh, I can't remember a single occasion when the issue of by-elections was a matter of discussion, Mm. uh, when we were having those debates. Uh, So first of all, it's strange. I know it's in the Programme for Government, um, uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, but it's an odd one. Uh, It's also one I'm not very comfortable with because um, I know we have... You you say this as someone who managed Mark Ward's by-election victory in I was going to speak to that in a second, but I understand we have co-options, for example, for for council elections, Mm. and I was serving co-optee and for the European Parliament. Um, but by-elections can have a really pivotal importance. Um, so, for example, you could have a government down to majority of one uh, and something occurs where there needs to be a by-election. Uh, um, and if we're saying all of a sudden, well, no, the government doesn't have to have a by-election, uh, that's really taking something away from the electorate, something pretty important. I mean, in my own case, I, I was Mark Ward's director of elections. Mm. Mark was a uh, councillor in Clintock at the time and, and mayor. Um, uh, and that by-election was very important for Sinn Féin because for many of us it was seen as a turning point. We'd had the really bad local and European elections. Yeah. This was a real opportunity for us to to kind of uh, put that behind us and put ourselves on an up- upward trajectory. Mm. Uh, and only a few short months afterwards we had the general election where where uh, mm. we, we made significant advances. Pierce Doherty's uh, by-election, for example, a very, very significant one. In fact, he had to go... To, to the, the high courts to, to, to get to, the, to the yeah. courts um, uh, to ensure but, uh, that I remember that particular day in 2019 there were four seats being filled on the same day because a lot of them were, were vacancies that had arisen from people being elected to Europe and uh, the government only won one of the four which did actually change the, the arithmetic in the Doyle and lo and behold then only a matter of months later the government decided actually it needed to dissolve the Doyle because of the pressure of emotion of no confidence coming on the way so like they, they do have a material impact oh, on the, the, life, the lifetime of governments uh, absolutely now some le- some more than others I mean I heard you mentioning in, in your conversation earlier um, the the done by South by election um, yeah. uh, obviously very significant for Ivana Bacic and for the Labour Party but that by election or the outcome of that by election hasn't really had much of an impact on Mm. politics overall so they don't always have a big impact and the very mm. fact that we remember Mark Ward's but the other ones yeah. well, we do on remember same day Nirvana Bacic's <coughs> Sure but the, the other ones on the same day Lynn Boylan was the Sinn Féin candidate that day a- Absolutely yeah. um, and, and did exceptionally well um, uh, whereas back in November for example people remember the Dublin Midwest by-election because Sinn Féin took the seat off mm. of Fine Gael uh, in, in a very tight contest. Uh, so I, my, my own view, and this is a personal view rather than a party view, uh, the party hasn't taken an opinion on the matter uh, as of yet, okay. uh, I, I like letting the electorate decide uh, mm. uh, and I'm not sure why this issue has been chosen when I think there are much more important issues like, for example, 
increasing participation among those sections of the electorate uh, who are less connected and less engaged with the electoral sure. process. That would be a much bigger priority for me. Uh, we want to talk to you about the general state of the rental sector entirely and in particular um, some figures that were published uh, this week by the CSO because there's been this narrative that there has been something of an exodus of private landlords from the sector and this was part of the reason that the government gave for uh, lifting the, the winter ban on evictions, the idea that landlords are leaving and we want to give them more uh, reason to hang around. And actually, figures this week published by the CSO show that the number of permanent, privately rented homes in Ireland um, has actually grown in the last number of years. What do you think is, is behind then the rationale or this, this fear of people leaving when there is little evidence that they are? This is a hugely significant uh, uh, part of the, of the census data and one that completely challenges everything all of us have been saying uh, about the private rental sector. So the first thing is, is... Including you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, um, uh, and the reason is as follows. The Residential Tenancies Board obviously uh, um, are responsible for landlords mm. registering the private rental tenancies. Mm. Um, and from 2017 to 2021, they've recorded a very significant decline in registered yeah. private rental tenancies. Right, in fact, almost, yeah. almost, fi- almost 50,000 properties. Um, it's very, very significant. Uh, and therefore, because that was the only data that we had, which was showing a decline in registrations, mm. uh, uh, it has been assumed by all of us, uh, uh, irrespective of where you sit on on the solutions, that the private rental sector is shrinking. Um, uh, and there's been a very live policy debate from ourselves, from the landlord's representative organisations, from tenants' representative organisations about what to do about this. What the CSO data actually suggests is, is in fact, the number of, of private rental tenancies is increasing. And the gap between the RTB's figures and the census figures is about 50,000 units. Now, yeah. there are some issues with the census figures. First of all, they underestimate the number of AHB approved housing body tenancies by at least 10,000. So they've got that wrong. So you need to adjust it. Likewise, we have about 11,000 long-term leased properties where they're privately owned and leased by local authorities approved housing bodies. Yeah. And therefore, people might have reported some of those to the census enumerators inaccurately. But we've oh, also got this issue around non-registration of tenancies. And what I think is happening, and I've written to the CSO and I've written to to um, the RTB to try and tease this out. Mm. And I'm going to write to Stephen Matthews, the chair of the Rockless Housing Committee, because I think we need to do a session with the CSO, uh, with the RTB and with some academics in September, October. I, I think what you're seeing is even when you adjust for AHB figures and long-term leases, there's a significant number of private rental properties out there that are occupied with tenants that aren't registered with the RTB. Mm. Uh, um, I released some RTB enforcement figures uh, for non-registration to the Irish Examiner a couple of weeks back. And there's been virtually no enforcement activity by the RTB since COVID. And before that, it was very, very low. That's so, the RTB taking action so, against the landlords. So long story short, you, you now appear to have conclusive proof that the number of people not registering with the RTB has gone down quite significantly, but that there's been no no pursuit of people who haven't. We we knew that anyway, right? Um, But it does look like there is a significant Mm. level of non-compliance. And I suspect, because a lot of landlords are selling, that there's no mm. dispute about that. A lot of single property landlords are leaving the market. Um, and that's having a huge disruptive impact. The institutionals generally don't buy the stock that the single property landlords are selling, which are generally one-off properties. So it does look like a portion of those are being bought by landlords, whether they're small funds, as had been reported by the Business Post about a year ago, whether they're individuals. So first of all, we need accurate data. We need to know, is our private rental sector shrinking or is it growing? That's such an important thing. And this data puts a question mark on that. But it doesn't actually change the fact that even if the CSO data is right, 
um, and the gap is around registration, as some of us suspect. We still have a lot of landlords leaving. That's having a hugely disruptive impact uh, uh, on tenants. You can see what's happening in terms of rents. One of my fears is a, a landlord sells a property, uh, evicts a tenant to sell the property, and yeah. the landlord buys it, breaks the rent pressure zone rules, and doesn't register with the RTB, right? So it's not just tenants are losing their properties, but when they're trying to find new properties, they're much, much more expensive. Yeah. So some of the debate doesn't change, isn't changed by the, the RTB's figures, which is we need more social affordable homes. We need a ramping up of the tenant in situ mm. scheme, both for social and cost rental. But what it also shows is accurate data is key. And one consequence of this information is the case that landlord representative organisations have been making uh, for a lower rate of income tax for single property landlords to stem yeah, the, exodus the exodus and the shrinking. That, that, may not be happening. That, that, yeah. that, well, they, they, landlords are leaving, but if they're being replaced by other landlords, either in that stock yeah. or in new stock... It, it, it might not be because the sector is as unattractive it, as... It as substantially, it <clears throat> substantially uh, undermines uh, yeah. uh, or further undermines, in my view, the yeah. argument for uh, a separate yeah. rate of income tax for single property well, You could probably also make the argument that if there's a lot of tenancies that aren't being registered with the RTB, it's probably because uh, tenants are, are so at the mercy of the market that they can't afford to insist that their rental rights it, are protected. What it also shows is the lack of protection for renters um, because we saw also last week the DAF.ie uh, report for new rents, new rents up again very, very significantly. Uh, uh, it's similar to the RTB's previous rent mm. report, which again shows uh, new and renewed tenancy rents increasing significantly. And that also just confirms how much pressure renters are under, uh, which is why, again, last week when we made our submission to Dar O'Brien on his review <coughs> of the private residential rental sector, again, we called for that three-year ban on okay. uh, rent increases and a full month's rent back in every private renter's pocket to give them some kind of break. Mm. But ultimately, until the state starts delivering not just enough social homes, but affordable okay. cost rental and affordable uh, purchase, uh, uh, we're going to see these problems continue. Uh, we are basically out of time, but there's one other issue that I did want to get to very briefly. Uh, one of the Sunday papers last week <coughs> had a, uh, carried out an opinion poll which uh, gauged people on prospective uh, coalition options. And quite a number of Sinn Féin voters said they would be comfortable or express some comfort with the idea of uh, Sinn Féin governing a coalition with Fianna Fáil in future. Uh, in a sentence, would you be? Well, first of all, the most interesting uh, bit of that is it poll, in a sentence. You started first sure, of all. Yeah. First of all, it's a sen sentence with several clauses. The most the most popular uh, coalition option in that poll was actually a coalition led by Sinn Féin without Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael. That is my preferred uh, option. Uh, but as we've always said, if that option isn't available, we're willing to talk to any party and that includes Fianna Fáil uh, uh, about a programme for government. But it has to be a programme for government for change. Change in housing, change in healthcare, change in childcare, change in climate, uh, and obviously advancing a united Ireland. So the preference is without Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael, they've been in government together for seven years, Fine Gael for 12. Mm. You but, know, but if that's responsible, not available. But if that's not available uh, 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 on the basis of delivering a programme for government of real radical change. We'll talk to any political party. So it's about the programme. All right, we will leave it there. Ona Brinch, Sinn Féin spokesperson on housing. Thank you very much for joining us. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC, a dedicated private business team built around you. It all adds up to the new equation on News Talk.